How do you foster a creative community? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. And welcome back to the Command Z Show. We're intense again. One? We're here. Yeah, we're going to, it's like the sports intro. Yesterday was NFL Draft Day. Oh. Shelby, you had your eyes peeled to that, didn't you? I know, that's all I was thinking about yesterday. That was it. That was the only <laughs> thing on my mind. Can you believe who went first? It's crazy. It's wild. I mean, <laughs> totally like out there. So unpredictable. I had no idea. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Uh, Shelby, you, uh, if you had to pick a sports team as your, your team, what would it be? I don't know. That's the big question. Um, I guess Sioux Falls, we have the Canaries for baseball, so. Do you now? Sioux Falls, Canaries. <laughs> I think it's cute. Honestly, that's like the cutest name in the whole world. We're the Canaries. It's like, that's darling. That's not the word that most professional athletes <laughs> want people to say about their their athletic prowess it's like tweety bird uh, it's cute all right yeah. i would yeah anyway I would if i was if i was in sports i'd want like a cute name you'd, with you'd want to be a canary yeah got it i'd be like an all pink team it'd be darling the best yeah they'd all be wearing berets it's true baseball hats yeah <laughs> it'd be so cute <laughs> Oh, jeez. I love it. I can totally imagine that. Anyway, uh, outside of that, how are things going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Now I'm just thinking about that. Um, yeah, otherwise, doing great. We have some cool things to discuss today, though. We've got um, some things going on. At, at we do have things. some things. So Some made by things. <laughs> Look at that. We did it. Uh, I think we're going to... Let's go to the question. I'm sure a lot of this stuff is going to uh, going to come up. Let's let's go. What's the question? So the big question of the day is, how do you foster a creative community? Yes. So something that I have thought a lot about, and uh, recent projects kind of led me back to that thinking over the last few months, especially. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But um, when I was when I was in Los Angeles, I think this is something maybe I talked about before on the on the pod. Um, is one of the coolest things they do in Los Angeles is just the creative community there. Mm-hmm. Is I just I feel like maybe second to none because well I don't know maybe I'm sure New York is pretty good too but different styles there's right there's there's so many people there and on a moment's notice they were able to just completely fill an auditorium for somebody to speak Mm -hmm. like that morning if somebody more well known was like oh you know I'm gonna speak at this thing tonight they could fill a venue like that quickly and I always thought that was one of the coolest things Mm -hmm. um and um whenever it came time to me deciding that I was going to go somewhere else, I was like, 
if there's one thing that I can take with me, it would be just the idea of community. So like wherever I go, I want to make sure that there either is a community or it's a place where I could build my own community. And after looking at several places and landing in Columbus, there was already a somewhat established community, creative community here. Mm-hmm. One that I was like, okay, this is something worth looking at. Um, now, I didn't imagine myself moving back to Ohio ever in my life once I left, but I was like, there's something happening here that I just really want to be a part of. And... Um, once I once I landed here, it was basically like almost like the moment that I landed. It's like, all right, where is that community now? Like, mm-hmm. how do I be a part of all of these different things? And I spent some time going to different organizations and just seeing what their meetups were like. And for me, I was like, I like this is this is all really good, but it's not exactly what I want. So I was like, let me just try to start my own thing. And it's really weird trying to build a community in a place that you're still really new to yeah um i I didn't really think about it at the time but now i look back on it like that was weird like real risky move being like the new guy that's like let's start a community but i don't know i I certainly don't regret it but um so yeah so for me it was it it built itself well it started off with just like let's have as many meetings as i can possibly get Mm -hmm. I'll I'll meet with just five people a day if that's what they'll do. Like, that was my job when I first got to Columbus was like, let's just meet as many people as I can. And it got to a point where I was like, man, I want to get all these people in the same room. Anyway, I talked about making Midwest before, but it, it turned into that. And um, I guess fast forward a little bit to COVID, where... I had this community that was growing at a good rate and um, and I guess by growing, I guess to answer more of your question here, I'll kind of talk more about that. What, what we were doing was trying to understand, like trying to understand the individual members of the community first. What is actually important to them? Mm-hmm. Who are the people that they would love to see speak? Like who, who are the people that they want to learn from and what are the, the subjects that they want to learn? So, unfortunately, that was a lot of trial and error. So there'd be things where I'm like, oh, this person's going to be great. They're going to crush it, and everyone's going to just love this. And yes, they would come to Columbus, and they would do an amazing talk, but there would be, like, three people in the audience. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, come on, guys. Like, you all should have been here for this one. But then, like, I don't know. Like, it it was just still tough and it's like okay like it's not i'm not blaming anybody else for that but ultimately it came down to what was the subject matter that they were talking about because well they just simply weren't interested and i'm I'm always a big fan of the idea that the market will tell you what they want kind of thing that's sort of this darwinism theme <laughs> or i don't know theory i guess of business and community i suppose where it's like, okay, if nobody shows up, they don't want it. And it's no it's no big deal. It's not a big deal. Like, you don't have to get emotional about it, but um, it just probably doesn't need to exist. So I went through these phases where I'm like, I would just try things. And I'm like, does everyone think this needs to exist? Does this draw people to this community? 
and I would just slowly start to uncover what those answers were. And again, so it's something that started off as um, just some random coffee shop meetings um, turned into an annual conference where we ended up having like 250 something people show up. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, oh, that's, this is over the course of four years, maybe from start to finish. Um, and then again, I say that something like COVID happens yeah. and the effects of COVID weren't just that time period. I, I think, I think every like community had a serious impact, not just creative communities, just every one of them, even just families mm-hmm. in general. Um, it separated people in a way that I don't think we've ever seen in the last 150 years, maybe. I don't know. Like, so at that point I was like, okay, let me try to do something that might work for during COVID. And I, I tried to get people online. Um, and I, I tried to give, like, let people give like, just like video call workshop type things. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, it it worked. It did really well. But at the same time, I, I didn't feel like it really brought people together still. <laughs> so I'm like, this is just kind of like a different thing altogether. And for me, it was like, I need to take a serious break from this and try to figure out what... How do I, how do I continue to build this community? Or is it just something I need to let go of? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was 2020. It's now 2023. Over the last year specifically, I've been like, all right, how do we bring this community back together? And at first it was like, well, let's just do a big event and everybody will show up again. But I I don't think that it's that simple. I think that actually the creative community in all places actually needs to be rebuilt from the ground up. Yeah. Because it's just everything's different now. And we need to adapt to figure out what what communities actually need. Mm-hmm. So a little over a year ago, I had the idea of um, building building the community again and, and rebuilding it and focusing it a bit more on the education side of things to have a little bit more structure of things. Um Initially, I wanted, and I still do want this, but initially I wanted to, given my my best ideas out here, but initially what I wanted to do was create a sort of co-working um, establishment that was focused specifically on creative people and provided daily education in live format, basically, to people that wanted it you know you wanted to take an hour for lunch great i want to learn photoshop like i'm interested in learning some basic stuff on this or maybe it's a more advanced thing Mm -hmm. Uh, or maybe hey we're meeting in this location at two o'clock to do photography like to to learn stuff like that so it's like to really create a, a truly creative environment that people can work in and and make some really good friends right so that was the initial idea, and that's that's still something that I hope to do at some point. Mm-hmm. 
But again, I'm like, we got to start from scratch. So, again, this has been over a year kind of in the making. Um, I started what we call Make Create Club. I ran the first sort of mentorship group uh, a couple months ago. I was hoping just to get a couple people involved in that um, to basically just, you know, not not to just be a, a school, but to to be more than that. Like, how do we actually have a school, but it's more of a community and where anyone can feel freely to teach and learn at any given point, because we all go through these different cycles. I I think that people that teach also need to make sure they're spending time learning and people that are learning make some of the best teachers. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do we, how do we do that? And, um, and again, try to get some of the closeness If you can hear my child right now. He is losing his mind. He really wants daddy. I hear that. Hang on one second. Let's... <laughs> so I had the idea of like, okay, how do we build this, this concept? And it started off with just a little group, just a minimum viable product of like, let's put a group together. I'll have a little like landing page basically and see if anyone's interested in this idea mm-hmm. and what they would want to learn. And, um, I, I, it was a really quick thing where it's like two weeks we're doing this thing. It's an eight week long thing. Don't know specifically what we're talking about, but let's, let's do this. And hoping to get just like five people, maybe ended up getting 12 people to quickly sign up. So I was like, okay, there's something here. And for me, it was like, all right, this is my education now. And trying to learn as much as I can directly from people that I want to be able to build a community around. Like, what is it that we want this thing to be exactly. So having a lot of conversations of like, like, did you like this? Did you not like that? What would you like more of less of? And I I learned a lot of things that I would have never been able to try to, to figure out on my own, like things that really surprised me, but I was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that was valuable, but now that I do, that's great. So once that ended, it led me to this place of, all right, what do you do now when something is successful? Um, This isn't necessarily related. I mean, it's somewhat related to community. It's kind of related to product as well. But um, I think that's that's always been kind of this weird thing that I'm always trying to navigate is that I want to, I love building a community, but it costs money to to build it the way that you really want to do it. Um, And that can be a really weird thing for a lot of people. Um. For me, it's it's not so much. It's not like we have like millions of dollars rolling in from building a community, and I'm driving around in like Lamborghinis and stuff like that. That would that would start getting weird. Yeah, I'd, I'd be um, like, "What's going on here, Matt?" <laughs> right. It, I mean, I I think about it all the time with like with church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a successful. Church. I mean, regardless what your what your religion is, if you have one at all, the best part of church is the community inside of it. Mm-hmm. That's that's what makes church so great. It's just it's all about the people. In any given church, you have people that are volunteering for certain things. They're you know going on mission trips to different places. Like it's just there's something really really special about a good church. I'll say. Yeah. 
and um and even churches they need money to operate like yes they get some tax benefits but they need money to operate so a lot of them fail in bridging that gap of getting that money in a really non-cringy way and being able to operate those things this goes a bit beyond what I was ever talking about, but the church that I go to, they, every week they say in their little handbook that they give as you walk in, they say, here's how much money we've raised to date. Here's how much money we've spent to date. Here's how much we've had budgeted. And here's how we've had to change that budget. That's nice. That's the first thing I flip to every single Sunday. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> it is. I know. That's what I say to you. I'm like, of course, this is the thing that I go for first. Like, all right, yes, uh, Mary needs more prayer requests. I get it. Tell me about the finances. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's that level of, like, transparency that helps build that community even more, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, so based on the money that they get in, they do projects like... This is really selling the whole church thing, but sorry. They, they say things like, hey, we need to build... Or, like, we want to build a sidewalk that links our property to the main uh, trail yeah. in our community. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like whenever they're able to talk about like where this money is going to go specifically and how it helps build the community even bigger, mm-hmm. like that's all stuff that I've been trying to, to learn from. And like, let's try to build something like that. Yeah. There's a plan um, and there's a mission. Right. And it's just, it's so, so clear. Um, anyway, so getting back to make create club, it's okay. How do I do that? But for creative people Mm -hmm. and not that anybody, like not that only creative people are allowed, but it's like, this is, this is our focus. This is how we are going to impact the world around us. Right. Um, so after that first kind of test run it became very clear to me that this probably needs to be something bigger we're ready for the next stage and i'm gonna announce it here first on may 1st we're launching officially make create club um and basically what that's going to mean is that uh as of right now we kind of have the basics of a community established here so One is going to be a free community that anyone can join, that it's primarily online at this point. We have this really killer platform that's making it so that anyone, everyone is kind of encouraged to share what's going on, ask any questions, share their portfolio, introduce themselves, make new friends. At the same time, we're also putting um, kind of clubs, or we're calling them clubs, they're basically courses um together where basically anybody can teach and we're just simply doing a a really simple 50 50 profit share with that teacher Mm -hmm. we're helping with some of the marketing side of things um and again we have we have place for that platform to all exist so uh we're going to start with three courses the first one uh, well, all of them, I mean, this will open in, in May, the community officially opens in May 1st. 
and then this is 2023 in case people are listening in <laughs> the year 3000. Um, and then our courses will get started in probably the first week of June, maybe the second week, somewhere around there. And those courses are generally going to be eight-week courses that are all live courses. We're not going to do... Sorry, you can hear the, the baby yelling still. He's just not having a good time. Um, try to tune him out here, everybody. But um, So eight weeks, roughly. Some might be shorter, some might be longer. And um, not just kind of direct teaching because we realize that like yeah you could always just go to youtube if you want to learn simple things we want to create a place where people can freely ask questions and actually are encouraged to do so to make it more of a conversation than we are just kind of like direct teaching because in in my time of teaching like that's that's what i found to be really effective is being able to take the time to actually get to know people and I don't know, cater the experience more towards their backgrounds mm-hmm. or what their actual hopes are for something. So the first class that I'll be doing is getting your first three freelance clients. Probably one of the most common thing that I'm asked. That's why I figured I'd start there. Um, I guess to give you an idea of that, it's um, basically we, ha- we have a sort of syllabus where every week you show up for our, our calls um, we'll chat through a certain subject matter and then the conversation goes to chat for the rest of the week, basically. And then next week we do the same thing over and over again, where there's the communities there to chat with at any point, to talk to, ask any questions there, but to make sure that we are actually getting face to face in these weekly meet- meetings or meetups, basically. The second one that's going to happen is Melissa Lee Johnson. She's illustrator on our team, art director. We had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, if you want to check that out. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, check that out. Um, And she's going to do illustrating for animation. So something a little bit more technical, um, but being able to show some of the, the process of how you should be illustrating things if you want it to be animated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one here, it's mine, Shelby, um, mine is, uh, you talk about yeah. it a little bit. My class is, um, storytelling in motion. So how to be able to take your stories, whether they be branded or personal stories and be able to, um, relay them for visual mediums to be able to put them into motion. I love that. That's great. Uh, we're going to get that up, up there ready for for may 1st and we don't know the dates on that just yet but we'll figure that out oh, yeah. <laughs> um so the idea is that if we can have this place where uh, just a real legitimate authentic online community mixed with some of these courses i mean honestly my plan is again to to build i mean the goal is always to build the best at whatever I do, <laughs> but I want, I want to build one of the best creative communities that exist. And yes, at first it will start online, but I'm hoping at some point in the somewhat near future that we can start doing things actually live in person. And um, as far as locations go on that, like I, I would love for this to be something where there's, I don't know, 
the possibility of, of meeting up in person all over the country. That's what I would love to have happen. But again, we're starting at the very beginning here again. So taking things like what I did at Making Midwest, uh, taking that first round of Make Create Club, and taking just any of the other community that follows me on places like LinkedIn. Like this is this is the place where all these like-minded people can can hang out, chat about whatever's on your mind, and um, just have other professionals around that are in the industry to be able to answer things for you. Um, or again, just like I said, to 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 learn new things altogether. I think that's something that we see really common in in our creative industry right now is people go down one path early on and they struggle with switching paths when they're when they're into it they feel like oh i already do this thing so i'm just going to keep doing that but i don't know what i want to do is kind of unlock that ability for people to be able to transition into other areas or you know, if they if they are primarily illustrators and they want to see how things are animated or maybe see how things are written, then they can easily take a short course on that thing that's relatively minimal investment compared to, especially compared to college, yeah. which, you know, those college-level courses are thousands of dollars for one course that you mostly don't really need, but he really needs me right now, apparently. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's having a moment here, but um, I'm going to mute myself for a moment here. Um, but before I do, Shelby, what are your thoughts on on the idea of how to foster a, a creative community? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because you were talking a lot about um, 2020 and COVID, and that was something that we were struggling too because, like, my community over over on this side with, you know, like Sioux Falls and just the state of Nebraska, the state of Iowa, state of South Dakota, that tri-state area, um, were really spread out. It's not exactly like Columbus kind of has like a nice creative hub. And our creative hubs are spread out across like three states. And then of course there's like Minneapolis who's killing the game all the time. But um so we were trying to find a way to be able to connect people across a lot of mileage and get people together virtually during that time. So we were having like in our creative, like in my creative community, we were having like little festivals showcasing work. You know, what were you working on during that time? Like little competitions and stuff like that, that people could like, you know, what was your animation that you made this week? What was a short film that you made this week? What was a story you wrote? So that way there was just something so we could still see each other working on things, even if we were setting up a camera in our bedrooms you know, anything that we could do to try and get people together. We also hosted um, some different some different conversations. And obviously, I mean, me being in the film community, we had a couple of really great filmmakers that we, we hosted. And they're filmmakers from, um, like one of them was Alex Holdridge, who is a fantastic filmmaker. If you've never seen him, he won the John Cassavetes Award um, a few years ago for a, a, a film called In Search of a Midnight Kiss. And Really, really great filmmaker, indie, no budget, awesome guy. And we had him on there and there were so few people that really attended his conversation, like in his discussion, which was so sad because this is like, this is something that, you know, we all wanted to do. And, you know, none of us have any budgets. We all want to be able to find, you know, ways to tell our stories in the scrappiest way possible. 
And he was kind of the king of that. So it was a little disheartening to see that there wasn't a lot of people that were coming out to those conversations, but it's the same thing that you were discussing. It's like, how do we actually put those communities together by presenting topics in a way that people will be excited about? So when we were finally able to kind of all get back together again and be in person, that was something that we were all working on. And it was something too that I built up um, on the inclusivity side of things because we were having some issues with with having those those inclusive spaces for people. So I created, um, I think I've discussed this a little bit on here, but um, a group called um, Tri-State Film La Femme, which was for inclusive filmmakers in the Tri-State area. And really, it's like the entire Midwest. It's anybody. Um, so I created that group so that way it was a place for people to go and be able to discuss and talk about things in a way that people felt safe. And it ended up being a really nice place for people to talk about their projects and ask for help and really be able to get out there and and talk about topics that were were impacting all of us, especially during that time. And you know, we've witnessed a lot of change in the last few years, um, especially like with inclu- inclusivity in in filmmaking. So it was a place for all of us to go to really have those conversations. And that really inspired me. So what I've been working on on my side of things is creating a film festival that brings all of those filmmakers together for like this next year. So that's something that I'm developing at the moment is being, being able to create that community. Um, but going into like the Make Create Club, there's that teaching aspect of, of all of this and how we can really bring people together and instruct each other because we all have so many interesting backgrounds. And especially in like the Midwest, it's hard to be able to find, um, find those professionals that don't want to gatekeep some of that information that's something that I've really noticed in a lot of these communities is they want to hoard all of the information, you know, because they, it's it's a special thing that it's taken them a long time to be able to develop. They don't want to give that information out. So when I was coming into this, it was kind of that that conversation of okay, what what do I what do what what do I know that I can do well, and what information can I share, and how can I present this to people, especially on like a beginner level, right? And so when I was putting together my topic of, of stories in motion, it was just, how can we, how can we come together? Because obviously it's like branded or personal stories to be able to tell these stories because we do have really unique voices here and it does help kind of bring that community together because they are very, you know, our stories are all very unique and the way that we would present something would be very unique. So that was part of something that I wanted to do with the community, um, but it was also something different too when I was coming towards this because I've done like the master classes and everything else. There's some really great ones out there, but you don't really have that that personal element of being able to have those conversations and be a part of those meetings and discussions. Um, so that was something that really attracted me towards the Make Create Club is that I'd be able to talk to these people on a personal level, talk to whoever is a part of the community on that personal level, be a part of live conversations and have people involved as opposed to everyone's kind of off in their own little rooms doing things on their, on their own terms. We're together doing it as, as a community and as a group. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really interesting about the, uh, just how, how you, um, I talk about the the different communities and just kind of falling apart and bringing it back together and mm-hmm. stuff. But 
yeah, let's see here. Let's go into some, uh, let's go into some final thoughts. Um, go ahead. We got something. I know. I was just kind of, I'll just go off of like what I was saying, um, for my final thoughts on like fostering great communities is being able to present topics that people are really interested in here and that they need to learn, um, not gatekeeping information and being willing to share those things. And I don't know, just really just being involved. That's something that you know, I think we get a little frightened to put ourselves out there and to be a part of these communities. And I think it's it's really beneficial if we can all just kind of come together and have those conversations and, you know, have some humility. It's okay to to go to courses and learn more, especially from your peers in the area, because you, you will be a better creator because of it, because you worked with those other people. Right. I- I think especially for the people that are, again, just, I think I said it earlier, but like the people that are already like in their career, I think that it's, can be scary for them to be like, no, I'm not, I don't need to learn anything else. Like I'm good here. And that's fine. You can make that decision if you, if you'd like, but I think that, I don't know, I guess I feel like everyone needs to go through periods of time where they're learning and when they're teaching. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is just me. I don't know. But for me, I'm like, I, I have to balance those things. If I'm just teaching all the time, then I get so bored. Yeah. Um, but again, if I'm just learning the whole time, then I'm not really, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm generally not applying those things. Mm-hmm. But for me, I learn best when I have to teach something. So I'll often like, like for, for my my club specifically, it's like, I'm like, what do people want to know? Like, they want to know how you get your first few clients. I'm like, do I have a clear answer for that off the top of my head? No. <laughs> but when you commit to doing something like that, commit to teaching something like that, you then start to do the research for yourself. And you're like, okay, like, now if I really explore this idea, this is how it worked, this is how it happened, and do some research, like, okay, how do other people do it? Mm-hmm. And then you start to learn, like, like, yes, I, I had my first three freelance clients before. That was probably in 2009, maybe, somewhere around there. Um, but it's still, it's just like in today's world, if I had to start over, what would I do to get my first three clients? Because yeah. it's it's a different world now than, than it was. And I don't, I don't want to say it's a more saturated creative space but it it kind of is where a lot of people are now able to talk about what they do everyone has a website everybody has portfolio at this point so like how do you stand out to these people and and do that but it's not just that it's like again for for these people that are already like in their career if they want to make a switch like have again just a really low barrier for people to be able to learn something Mm -hmm. Um, something definitely again more than just watching a youtube video on this thing but uh, again, like I don't, I don't want to like hate on YouTube videos or anything like that because I've learned a lot from a lot of different videos over the years. But at the same time, you know, I always think like, how serious was I about learning this thing? If I'm just like just only wanting to do a YouTube video on it, mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know, maybe not, not very. Um, I guess again, it depends. If it's like real technical, like I just need to know how to do this thing in software. Like, yeah, that's where I watch a ton of different YouTube videos. <laughs> um, 
But if I'm like, oh, you know what? I need to be a better storyteller or I want to be a better animator or better at business. It's, you're not, likely not going to find those answers in just one YouTube videos. Um, so anyway, I wanted to create a place where it's easy for people to have access to those things. And again, just to, to keep that conversation going. So that's that's Make Create Club. But what I'll say outside of that is no matter what, just my number one piece of advice for anyone that has graduated with any sort of creative degree is to find your community. I, I, I honestly believe that's, this gets a little bit deep here, but I think it's one of our big purposes in life, honestly, mm-hmm. is to find the community that we are part of and to find a way to impact it. Um, I, I think on the, on the simplest of levels, that's one of the, the things I feel strongest about. And if you if you don't feel like you're a part of any community right now, like find one. Like yes, we have Make Create Club, but there there's other ones out there too, like live ones that might be in your neighborhood. Look those things up. You can become part of several communities, right? You don't have to just pick one. But what I know for sure to be a mistake is to not be a part of any community. Um, it's just. I don't know. Maybe I just say that from from experience, but it can be a lonely road. And being a part of that community makes a lot of things a lot easier on a personal level, on a professional level. So if you're not part of something, definitely seek something out. That's uh, that's my my final thought there. All right. Uh, anything else, Shelby? You good? No, we good? Summed it up. All right. Uh, so again, May first, uh, we're opening things up. You can go to makecreateclub.com. And in the meantime, we will chat with you all next week, probably. Maybe we'll <laughs> see. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, needless to say, this episode was brought to you in part by Make Create Club. <laughs> Sorry. Hashtag. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To everyone else, thanks for listening and love you. Bye. The Command Z Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.